You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Well, I want to welcome you to this lesson we're teaching on converting your primary resources. You have them. And all of us have one that's easy to start with, and that is labor. In all labor, there is profit. Because when you begin to operate in these primary resources, they lead to the next level. They lead to the next primary resource. You don't start with primary resource number four. We'll explain what that is, but you don't start with that one. The way that we always start in these primary resources is with labor. Labor is, labor is the fundamental uh, primary resource. All right, let's read Proverbs 24, verses 3 and 4. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Now, do these verses sound like God wants you to be a person of poverty without any kind of resource or material blessing? Absolutely not. That is not the will of God for you. But neither does God want you to put money first in your life. God would prefer that you pursue wisdom. And you need to understand that the Old and New Testaments do not contradict each other with regard to money, or financial matters. And I know someone might immediately raise the objection, but wasn't Jesus poor? And I'm going to get into that as we go to the end of this series, but uh, I want you to see what the Scripture has to say. You need to settle it in your heart that the Scripture does not contradict itself. Now, the Old Testament, and especially Proverbs, taught God's people about labor and wisdom. These two primary resources are linked together. But as I said earlier, labor always comes first. Labor stimulates wisdom. Anyone who works hard and thinks while he's working always comes to this thought, and here it is, there has to be a better way to do this. Now, we may just think that's us thinking about how to save labor and so forth, but it is a manifestation of wisdom following labor. My uncle taught me something about hauling hay years ago as an 18-year-old in the hay fields, and I began to practice this. When we hauled hay, he told me, Whenever you put your hands on a bale, when you're standing on the back of the truck and the hay loader brings that uh, bale up to the fourth tier where you're standing on, uh, on the truck, uh, you, you grab it once and you put it where it needs to go. You don't sit it down to have to pick it up again because anytime you handle a bale twice, you will create extra work for yourself. And so he taught me the importance of handling a bale once. Now, I saw that not just as something we would use in hauling hay. I saw it 
in all things. Because when you attack a problem and you get into it and you quit halfway through, you have to regain everything you invested in the solution of that problem when you pick it back up again. In other words, you handle it once. When I became senior pastor and when the load of ministry began to be greater than what I could handle by myself, I saw how important it was to train other people to take some of the load. And I trained them to take the parts of ministry that I absolutely did not care for, but I could see they had a gift for. So one of the things I learned, don't hire yourself. You don't want to hire somebody who's exactly like you. You want to hire someone who is a compliment to you, someone who can enjoy doing things that you don't particularly enjoy. So I hired people like this, and then we wrote policies for how we would handle certain problems. For instance, when there was a hospital call and we had an emergency, we wrote a protocol. This is how we do this. And we trained our people to do this reflexively. I also learned that playing football. When I played middle linebacker and I saw a particular offense and I saw the quarterback do a certain thing, I could pretty well tell where the play was going to go or whether it was going to be a run or a pass. I didn't need to begin to analyze it and think it through on the field. I did that by studying film before we ever got into the game. And I reacted reflexively to what it was that I saw. And so what you have to do with wisdom is learn how to apply principles of wisdom in your life so that when problems arise, you don't have to stop, sit down, think everything through, but you reflexively know what to do because in your quiet time, while you were thinking on this carefully, you saw the solutions. Now we are merely acting them out. Some people never get anywhere in life because they solve the same problem over and over and over again. I have a little book right here in my desk that I keep that has to do with my house. I have the names of plumbers and electricians and different people that I've called on. I have all kinds of things written down about my house, about where little switches are that you might forget about. I have found this to be true that there are problems that I've solved maybe 10 years ago that I forgot about. I forgot the solution, but I wrote it down so that I know that if this pops up again, I can go back and immediately remind myself of what I did. That's wisdom. Wisdom is learning how to save labor and not have to reinvent the wheel over and over and over again. And wisdom is what causes our time to be more profitable. So I used to teach my staff, really, most of the problems that we face are the same problems over and over again. Rather than coming to the same problem and finding a solution all from scratch every time we face it, we learn to rely on our training. We have to operate reflexively. A lot of people never learn these things. They never apply these things. But when you work hard, wisdom will automatically trigger. 
as you put your hand to the plow and work. Anyone who works hard and thinks always comes to this conclusion, there has to be a better way to do this. Now, the foolish worker never applies this to his thinking, and he never makes adjustments to his thinking, never makes adjustments to his efforts. So when you apply wisdom, you make your labor more effective and more fruitful. The combination of labor and wisdom produces this thing called diligence. It is a supercharged labor. Diligence has some incredible blessings with it. Listen to Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. In other words, the lazy man, in order to survive, has to work doubly hard because he's never learned how to think wisely about his work. That's why you want to put skill to your labor as quickly as you can. And it doesn't mean that you've got to study to be a doctor or the CEO of a company, but I will tell you this, how you handle wisdom in smaller base pursuits where it's just nothing but grunt labor, how you handle those things will affect the way you think about bigger decisions and it will prepare you for a higher level of employment. That's why it's so important to go after labor. When you go after labor with wisdom, you produce this thing called diligence. Let me read to you what diligence does. Proverbs has a lot to say about it. Here we are in Proverbs 10.4. He who has a slack hand, meaning that there's a lot of time between when you worked and when you worked again, and uh, you, you, you're not being steady throughout the day. But the Bible says the hand of the diligent makes rich. In other words, the diligent person is making more money just because he stays with it. The Bible says the hand of the diligent makes rich. Listen to Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. So here we have in the same chapter these two verses, both of which say, we are made rich. One says it's the hand of the diligent that makes rich, but the other says it's the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. Which is it? It's both. You see, when you put your hand to the plow and stay with it, the Lord adds His blessing to your work. You know, there's a wonderful story in the story of David's mighty men in Second uh, Samuel, or, or later on maybe in First Samuel. Anyway, it, it's an incredible story. It's about a guy named Eliezer who went to battle, and all of his companions left him in the field that day when the Philistines fought against them. But that day, he stayed in the field, and he fought so hard that at the end of the day, he could not release the sword from his grip. In other words, the muscles in his hand had so tightened that he couldn't let go of the sword. And then the scripture says, and that day the Lord wrought a great victory in Israel. Now it's interesting. It says that it was Eliezer's hand on the sword that brought the victory, 
But when we get the summary, it says the Lord brought about the great victory. Who was actually doing the fighting? Eliezer and the Lord. In other words, when you put your hand to something, the Lord steps into the arena with you. Even if you're a janitor, God steps into the arena with you to do your work. And I'm telling you, what happens is He will not only help you get your stuff done, but He will show you things about it that will make you wiser, which will make you of much more worth to an employer. Proverbs 13.4 The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Now here's what that means. It means that when you are diligent, that your soul is made rich. This is not talking about money. This is talking about emotional and mental health. You have a much better outlook on life and a much healthier attitude in the workplace when you're a diligent person. When you are not diligent, you become sick in your thinking and you become cynical. Cynical people do not thrive or prosper. They don't do that well. They get into self-destructive habits. God is saying the best way to stay out of that is to be diligent because when you're diligent, you will be blessed to the Lord and exalted and elevated. That is the idea. Now, Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine: Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before obscure men. We had a man in our church in West Texas, and this has been almost 50 years ago. This man started out as a roughneck, the lowest job working on an oil rig. But he paid attention to everything that happened while he was working as a roughneck. And he particularly watched his supervisor. He began to anticipate what was going to be asked of him. Now, this is what you need to see. Inevitably, the person who's over you is going to be moved out, moved on for whatever reason, and it's going to create a vacuum. The vacuum is going to pull someone upward. Dennis got pulled up to be the driller, which was the supervisor of all the roughnecks. He was able to do that because he had been paying attention to everything that the previous driller had done and what he taught his men to do. Dennis was a self-starter. He didn't have to be told what to do or when to show up for work. He was always thinking and working at the same time. It is amazing how many people work hard but don't think. You need to put the two together. Wisdom was meant to go with hard work. So Dennis got promoted to being the driller at the oil rig. Now, there's another position above that, and this is the guy who supervises the whole of the oil rig, and he's tool pusher. Now, Dennis got promoted to be that, the tool pusher. It is because he studied that while he was driller. 
and he learned about how to save an oil rig because sometimes the hole would bottom out or there would be some kind of complication that the whole of the, the drilling operation was uh, about to be lost and it would cost the oil company uh, or the drilling company a, a good amount of money to have to start from scratch all over again. Dennis learned how to save wells and he became so good at it that he soon moved to become a consultant. He put a telephone in his truck and stayed out in the field, not working one particular rig, but charging several hundred dollars an hour to drive from rig to rig to advise the men running that rig and to show them how to do what they needed to do to save the well. And he made a good salary doing that. Now, he was not only a hard worker, he was a hard worker who thought. Thinkers, thinkers make more money than people who just blindly work. And so what I want you to see is that wisdom was meant to partner with your hard work. And it doesn't matter what your field is. I have seen shoeshine men make really good money because they added wisdom to their shining of shoes. And it was amazing how they were able to be exalted. And as the scripture says, brought before kings, I saw pictures of prominent politicians, actors, sports figures, all kinds of people at the shoeshine stand because they all knew this man on a first-name basis and they trusted him with their shoes. They would mail him boxes of their shoes, not just get their shoes shined when they're passing through the airport, but they would mail him boxes of their shoes and he would shine them in the off hours and he made a good salary doing that. It is because he not only worked hard, but he put wisdom with his work. And the scripture teaches that that is God's way of bringing about money. Now, it's not that we're chasing money. We want to put out our services to people. I want to bless the world with my work and with my wisdom. And that is the system of God. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.